I pretty much did that, and I probably missed like three uh, three videos throughout that year. But that consistency, I think, is what helped the channel really grow a lot. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I, I've, that's the thing. I'm, I'm I've always been curious about how one balances. Like for example, you're a producer. You make a lot of music for clients, the whole nine. Then also on top of that, you're right. doing you're doing videos on YouTube teaching people how to make, you know, how to use Pro Tools, how to use any other programs that have to do with producing music. Now, how do you find the balance? Because I can only I can only imagine when you're trying to make sure that you keep your lights on. You see what I'm saying? Like trying to balance that whole yeah. thing of like, I got to get paid. But then I also got to get this YouTube thing going because, you know, YouTube is kind of like an investment in a way. It slowly pays off at the end in the, you know, later on, but it's not immediate. And that immediate money is you producing music. So how do you find that balance so that you're not losing your damn mind? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that was that I wanted to be able to give myself more time. So I, I saw the benefits of what YouTube can do. I saw a lot of people being uh, successful. And I, and I also saw that there was a void. Like, honestly, I was looking at a lot of videos because I love YouTube. I, I watch so many tutorials and videos myself, but I never saw like too many people that look like me and kind of saying stuff the way that I would mm -hmm. say it. And I knew that I could talk to a particular audience. So um, that's why I got on it and started doing it. Now, as far as um, kind of giving up the time, I just, I just, like I said, I seen the value in it. So it was worth it for me to schedule particular time out to work on YouTube and, 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 and the same way I schedule a recording session or a mixing session, yeah. I would have to put the YouTube stuff in the schedule because, um, I knew it, it would pay off, uh, eventually. And now like by doing that, I feel like, you know, and not even that I feel like, honestly, the YouTube stuff pays off more than stuff that I do with local clients. Like, That's um, so I, I find myself I, often putting the YouTube before anything else. Like, it's yeah. like you know what? Now it's, it's kind of flipped. Like, yeah, I'm a, I went from in to producer. Now I'm like YouTuber first, then, then uh, a producer, <laughs> yeah. engineer. But, uh, but you know, it's still a balance because I got to keep my iron. So I got to always still be in the studio. Like I'm working on mixes every single day still. Yeah. Um. I, so that's still the main thing that I do. I'm mixing people's records. I have a mix every day, but yeah. at the same time, I might shoot uh, videos. I, I choose like one day a week to actually do my videos. So I do it one day a week and I'll record maybe two or three videos that I'll put out for that week. And that way it's not taking up a lot of time. So that one day a week to actually do the shooting and then the rest of the time I'm doing edits and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and just working in the studio like regular. Right, right. And, and, and I understand that. I mean, you know, how much time does it take you to actually edit, say, just one video? Right. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Sorry about that, man. You know break. what I'm saying? I had okay. a FedEx delivery crew. <laughs> oh no worries, man. Right. No worries. Yeah, I mean, man. shoot. That's a, that's hey, that's how live. That's how live this show is right now. You know what I'm saying? That's how live this show is. I, I, I was, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I don't even know how he got up here. Somebody is in the building. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. But anyway, but, uh, uh, so but yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask you, how long does it take you to make a video? How long does it take you to actually cut and edit a video? Oh, man, it could vary. Some some videos uh, could take, like, as far as recording it, it might just take me 20 minutes to an hour, uh, depending on the content and gotcha. how many times I mess up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I still, whenever I turn the camera on, even though it's just me, I, I feel like I get stupid with the camera on uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. So um, maybe, like, an hour to actually uh, record the content. And if I'm doing multiple videos, literally about two hours tops between setting up everything and, and getting it all recorded. Right. And then editing is obviously the longest part. Uh, so editing one video could take from an hour to up to four hours, depending on the content again. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely takes some time. It's yeah. a time investment for sure. That's what's um, up. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so then, but now I've, I've gone from, from producing 
video too. Uh, are we connected still? Oh Can yeah, you hear we're good. Me, all right, we're good. We're good. So you were saying? Hello. Okay, I guess I I guess I lost him there. Okay, there we go. He's back. He's back. Okay. So real quick. Okay. Cool. So let me let me ask you this. Um, in regards to endorsements, let's let's talk endorsements real quick, shall we? Let's talk about that. Okay. Your first like. All right. When did you start seeing, like, what was the number of subscribers did you, did you, what was the number that you had of subscribers when you started seeing, like, actual endorsement deals start hitting up your page? Um, That's funny, man, because another part of, like, why I did this, too, is that, like, I told you, I was watching a lot of videos, man. I'll be watching all the cats, like, reviewing iPads and iPhones, and I'm like, dang, man, I want somebody to send me some free stuff, like like these cats. So, yeah, um, I would say probably about 10,000. When I was at about the 10,000 mark, uh, that's when I started to see uh, some endorsements come through. Uh, yeah, so right about there is when when it actually starts to 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 come in. Yeah, uh, with with sponsored videos, people want to uh, send me uh, different products to review. I think the first um, the first company that reached out was like a sixty dollar headphone company. They had some headphones that you know they they retail for sixty dollars. They're like, hey, we'll send you these uh, headphones for free if you talk about them on your channel. And I was like, oh, okay, I got my first. <laughs> yeah, you're like hell but yeah. Now, Exactly, but you know, hope things now got a little little better than that. But, um, but yeah, that was the beginning of it. Just opening up, and I just also used that as an opportunity to to show other companies that I could do it. So it wasn't always about just the the money at first or or whatever the product was, but just what I would take whatever products they was giving. If it was a cheap headphone, I'm gonna review it, give a great review about it, do in depth, high quality video. That way it's more attractive to other uh, potential companies who wanted to come out and, and do the same thing. So, that's what's up. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I, I started. But it would it was probably about, yeah, about 10,000 um, subscribers is, is when I say that they, they first started reaching out. And and these companies, they they reach out. I would even like to do more. I just like I said, I'm so busy already with doing the content and, and still maintaining the studio work that I I don't even reach out to any companies. But. Um, luckily and, and, you know, gracefully, I, I have been uh, blessed that they, they stay in my inbox. So I got to I end up turning more uh, people down than than me having to reach out. That's what's up. That's what's up. Because, I mean, you know, you so you were reaching out to people and everything, because I know there's there's a lot of people out there that are that are listening, that are watching the whole nine that are fans of you that are maybe in the same field or that they are YouTubers as well that are interested in getting to that particular level. So you said that you're, you were reaching out to certain places. Were you just reaching out to any, just anybody in regards to like, hey, let me, let me review your product or something like that? Or were you actually, actually getting people hitting you up first? Yeah, what I'm saying is that I never reached out to anybody. Still, I've never wow. reached out to anybody. Okay. They've always wow. reached out, found me based on the content that I put out. Um, and and, I, wow. and when I started off doing the reviews, like I started reviewing stuff that I like, stuff that I was already buying. Like I think that's a, something that people got to do. Like if you want to be a reviewer, product reviewer, you're not gonna just get free stuff right out the gate. You got to go and spend your own money on stuff. And a lot of times, if it is a product, um, still at this level, people companies don't want to just give you free stuff because they. They know that you're yeah. going to buy it anyway. So, you know what I mean? Facts. So I'll, I'll, I'll buy most of the stuff that I even talk about. But, you know, every now and then you'll get a free product and, and, and that, that you could talk about. But um, but for the most part, review, I would say review stuff that you already know and that you already use because that's what people are there for um, to, to get your opinion. So, um, like, I talk about stuff that I've been using for years and that I, that I know I can give a, a, a good in-depth uh, report on it, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What is uh, what's something that you would say is the hardest thing about being a YouTuber? Hmm. I was honestly the hardest thing 
it's not even coming uh, with with YouTube, but it's just everything else that comes with it because I really want to like interact with so many people and talk to all of um, everybody that hits me up and replies to reply to every DM and every email and every message. But like as the channel grows and stuff, um, it, it people the the reach out is so heavy. So many emails every day, so many DMs every day. And and I used to pride myself on being able to reply to every single person. And lately, I found that I'm not doing that as much, uh, just because it, uh, there's no time to do uh, and reply to every single person. Right. So that that's a, a part of me because I want to do that for people. But um, as far as like you know, difficulty it ain't really difficult. Just staying consistent and 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 being true to what's going on. Yeah. Okay. As simple as that, right? It's just that simple. Yeah, it is, man. Like, no matter what your field is, like, just you don't got to be the expert. You know, luckily, I'm coming from, a, like, an expert point of view when I'm giving my tutorials. But um, there's also, there's so many different ways that you could do this, man. There's so many different ways that you can get in on YouTube. Uh, you don't have to be an expert in anything. But whatever it is, you just got to give people the real you. That's what they yeah. want to see. Like, so my tutorials are different than everybody else's tutorials because I bring me to it. So even yeah. if it's the same topic that somebody else is talking about, uh, they, they're not going to say it the way I'm going to say it. And that's pretty much it. Even And that's even why I give away all this game. And I tell people that, too. Um, I think a lot of people are even scared to tell people what they know. I'm not scared to tell nobody anything that I know. I would literally tell you everything I know about recording and mixing because at the end of it all, you're still not going to do it like I do it. Not not in a, a cocky way. Like, every you're going to do it how you're going to do it. I'm going to do it how I'm going to do it. You hear stuff the way you hear stuff. Um, so these are all just tools, man. And, and you know, you ain't going to never paint like me. Right. <laughs> and that's the No, I love that, though. You're not going to paint like me. That's so true. You know, like you telling a story is going to be different how I tell a story. It could be the right. same damn story but it's going to be told in a different way. You know, you yeah. can still find there's plenty of room at this table to eat. You know what I'm saying? And uh, sure. so I, I do, I do appreciate what you just said there. Cause I mean, no matter what, I feel like that is a true thing. A lot of people get scared about putting themselves out there or actually telling people like, okay, this is what I use. This is actually what I use for this, that, and the third, because they, they get worried about people, stealing jocking their style stealing their stuff i don't know what it is you know what i'm saying it's like there's nothing there's no reason for anyone to be scared you know because they're gonna take it whether they do something with it or not is their business but they're not gonna do exactly what you do unless they start doing exactly what you do that's another conversation you know what i'm saying try but you know people see fake for easily you can see fake from a mile away so you, and you can only fake for so long. Like, how many times are you going to fake? Would you just go watch every video I do and then try, go back and mimic it? Like, that's cool yeah. if that's what you want to do. Like, but that ain't going to get you so far. It's not going to be fulfilling for you, right. you know? It's like, good luck. Good right. luck with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's that so crazy. I, that I worry about more is, man, is that people ask me so much about, like, yo, Wayne, what plugin is this? Or what software is this? And, you know, I mean, I'm I'll be sending these companies so much money. I'll be like, I need that's how I need to start hitting them up. Like, hey man, I didn't told a thousand people to buy your plugin. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you like, cause I know that there's a lot of times you'll sit there and go, hey, you know, this is not a paid, this is not a paid review. This is just me right. putting in my two cents, the whole nine. Like, when is it? When is the moment where you go, hey man, like, yo. Y'all need to call, like y'all need to start thro- chucking me some change, man. Like, when does that moment actually happen? Because I feel like a lot of people, like yourself, that do reviews on products, like you're only giving that product a whole lot of love, you know. Yeah. So why not get a little money? Even if it's five bucks, it's still something. Yeah, I'm basically marketing for a lot of companies. You know what I mean? When I'm talking about their products and talking about Pro Tools, like, hey, here's how Pro Tools is the best dog because of this. Now, anybody yeah. who watches the video and believe in what I'm saying, they're gonna get Pro Tools, and I and I ain't gonna get a cut from it. But it's cool because I, I, I'm not pushing on that so much because like I'm only saying stuff from an honest point of view. Like I really, if I say something is dope, like I believe that is dope, and like 
you should probably get it if you can afford it. Like if you can, if you need it, go ahead and get it. Like you know, right. So, so that's you know that's where I'm at with it. I feel like everything will come as it as it does. You know, in due time. Once it, if a company sees what I'm doing, um, and and they feel like they want to attach themselves to to what I got going on, then that's cool. If not, that's cool. I'm gonna keep doing what I what I do anyway. Like I don't want to be constricted to uh any necessarily company anyway to where I can't be hundred percent honest with my community. Yeah. You know? Uh like one example is I did a video talking about my excitement for a new dog called Luna uh, by a company Universal Audio. Yeah. And I had a video, you know, I, I got a first hand look before it came out um out at NAM and, and I was excited and I made a video talking about all of the good features that they were gonna bring. But then when it came out I was let down and I was missing a few key components. And I also made a video talking about the dark side of this Luna. Um, yeah. So, and we talked about that whole thing. So, um, I, I, you know, if you get too far into being paid, being a paid spokesperson, you can't keep it real. Right. Um, and, and then you, you start losing points for that. So I'd rather have my, my audience support me and, and I'd be a hundred percent authentic and accountable to them. That's what's up. Uh... So, uh, of course, we got to talk about a few things like, number one, congratulations on the baby, the upcoming Hi, yeah. baby. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, have you guys decided a name? Yes, we did. Are, are you but guys saying that or are you guys keeping that quiet? No, nah, the name is completely quiet. Nobody okay. knows it's me and Lydia. Uh, but yeah, we definitely decided the name, and uh, we excited, man. So I can't, I can't wait to to hold her and have a little baby. I'm bringing her to the studio every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put her in every single uh, YouTube video you got. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm gonna get some sympathy likes. Hey y'all. Yeah. Like <laughs> some clickbait, man. Just put the baby up next to a box yeah. of Pro Tools. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, can I ask you, because, you know, I've never heard the, the, how you guys met. So how did you guys meet? How did you and Lydia Caesar meet, man? Man, so that's a funny story. Actually, um, I, I was leaving the studio one day I, and I had a friend who knew of Lydia, uh, my friend Kid Nice, and he he told me about a concert. So we basically was going out to a bar to see a, a singer. Um, perform yeah. a live performance, live music. You know what I mean? Something that studio cats do. We go out after we leave the studio. We go see live shows. So uh, Lydia happened to be the performer that night. Um, she was on that stage looking scrumdilly umptious. <laughs> and, and so uh, you know, we both were actually um, in relationships at that time. You know, uh, so we didn't. Nothing really happened. We did. We met. You know, after the show, just talk, shake hands, and stuff. And uh, we ended up finding each other on Facebook. We just stayed uh, friends there. Yeah. And uh, I guess a few months later, uh, she slid in my DMs like, what's up? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, what's up? You know, so we got to talking and we ended up going on a date from there. And pretty much that was what almost 10 years ago come wow. uh, June. Uh, and um, yeah, we've been together pretty much every day since our, our first date. <laughs> She didn't want to leave me. <laughs> I love it, though. Oh, man, that's beautiful, man. Like, real talk. First off, congratulations, because she is one of a kind. She is amazing. Uh, we love her on the show. A lot of people who listen to the show love her to death. So the fact that, and of course, you're dope as hell as well. So, I mean, both of you guys together as a as a unit is an amazing thing. Like I said in the, sh before, like in the, in the beginning of the show, I was like, these guys are seriously like a power couple and you guys need yeah. to be on the watch for these two. Cause these two are about to do something huge. And so, um, so yeah, man, huge congratulations on the baby. Of course, good job on Lydia Caesar. Let me just say good <laughs> Yo, job. Man, I, She's I, amazing. I, I hit the Lydia lotto, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, baby, uh, make it rain. <laughs> Are you like me? You like me? I had to make sure I was clear. Yeah. Okay, cool. like, make sure I do the right thing this time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So, congratulations on that. Congratulations on the baby coming up. Hey. She, she, the baby's coming soon, right? And baby will be here dropping uh sometime in June. You Woo! know what I mean? Like first week in June is what we looking like. First second week, so yeah. Uh, 
you and Lydia's mixtape is coming out in June, dropping in June. I love Drop that. 15th, the hottest album released <laughs> ever. <laughs> Be on the lookout. By Lydia Caesar and Wavy Wayne. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it, man. Congratulations on all that. And I'm so, I'm, like I said, I'm so hyped and so excited for y'all. It's it's going to be in a, that's, that's the most beautiful collaboration ever. So yeah, I'm excited so. for you guys. Real talk. Hey, I anytime. I can't wait either. I can't wait to see the little baby face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't wait to see it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love kids. I just, I love kids. I'm like the biggest kid in my house. You know, all I do is, as soon as I go home, I'm playing Fortnite and, and I'm being the biggest kid riding my bike around and all of that. So the kids love me and I love the kids. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's dope, man. That's dope. It's, so that makes you perfect to be the greatest father of all time. So I'm excited uh, for you, man. Okay. <laughs> make sure I take note out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. That me the greatest father of all time. <laughs> Now you need a T-shirt that says that now, or a coffee right. mug that says it. You know what I'm saying? Bye. No. <laughs> Man. I'm just saying I'm not affiliated with this water company, but hey, if they see this and they, you know, I drink water all the time. How does it look? <laughs> Bang! Now, now you got to you got to turn the logo a little bit towards the camera a little bit. Bam! There you go. Endorsement. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I needed that though. I needed that for the show. So thank you. Body no. Body Water, let me know. Just holler at your boy. You know what I mean? Holla. Info at the Pascalshow.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh so uh, uh shoot. Huge congratulations on, on your uh YouTube channel. Of course you're doing, you know, you're still making beats, you're still doing your thing, you're still producing really great music. And and real quick, I know that it, you did you produce the track that Lydia's song was the the song that was on the um, Real Housewives of Atlanta? Well, did you have I your fingers did, on that one? I did. I definitely did. Um, so what I, I what my actual um, job is, I don't really I don't make beats. Okay, well, I am a producer, but I don't make the beats. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, but so I, I I recorded that song and I mixed it, um, and so. Uh, and I, um, yeah, so I recorded and mixed it. <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, so that's my that's my take on it. Uh, the I think the, the the guy that actually made the beat, his name is Taylor. Uh, so yeah, he he a really dope producer. He worked with everybody, Chris Brown and whole bunch of stuff. He big time, you know, big time. Dude. That's what's up. So, uh, but yeah, we I actually did the recording and mixing on that. The Real Housewives. Um, through it all is the the track, yeah. Through so it that's, all, that's cool. I've actually mixed all in uh, uh, all of Lydia's albums. Um, when we first were dating, she started working on her first debut album. Mm. Uh, luckily, she uh, was dating a, a engineer, Bang. so uh, I, I had recorded probably ninety percent of it and mixed and mastered the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so that was our, our first baby together, uh, <laughs> the, the the Caesar album. That's what's up. Hey, you know what? Real quick before you before I let you go, one other question. This is a, a producing question, an engineering question. What is the hardest thing? What is the hardest part about engineering? Wow, the hardest part. <laughs> I mean, let, 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 let's let's play. Let's put the uh, let's build a scenario real quick. Okay? okay, say that you have a very talented artist. Let's say you have Lydia. Okay, you have a very talented artist great vocalist Lydia is got up some powerful vocals you got her in the you got her in the booth y'all are starting to make these these songs together you know as you're recording it and all that stuff what is usually the biggest or toughest part while you're in a recording session with an artist yeah, yeah typically at this point honestly you know things go pretty smoothly but I would say in in my experience, the hardest part is when you are working with a very demanding artist or producer. Um, mm. there, there are definitely people who know exactly what they want. Um, like, you know, the top level cat, everybody, they know exactly what they want. And they know it always the nicest about it. And especially as you are new and starting out, it can be very nerve wracking because if you sit in a room with a, 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 a famous singer or a famous producer, your nerves are going through the roof. You don't want to mess anything up. You got, you know what I mean? Beyonce in there singing. If you miss a take or, or miss hit a button, you thinking your career could be over. So it's like extremely, it's a lot of pressure mm. to do the right thing. It's a lot of pressure to be good. 
Um, so uh, it's a lot of is just a the, that's probably the hardest part is just having so much pressure on you because everybody's in the room is expecting you as the engineer to produce the results no matter what right. the singer does the the singer could mess up they're gonna be looking at me to fix it like the beat could be trash they're gonna be looking at me to fix it um, so everything that comes out of these speakers is my responsibility. So uh, that's that pressure is probably the, the hardest part. That's what's up. So when you say like when a beat is trash and they expect you to fix it, please, do you mind elaborating a little bit on that? Like, how are you of all people supposed to fix a trashy beat? <laughs> well, if the beat is trash, meaning basically that, you know, I would say it's a problem with the composition. Maybe the, the, the composer, the beat maker, they added stuff that shouldn't be in there or they have uh, taken and left out something that should be there, right? Um, so it's me, up to me to kind of mold and design the sound. Maybe the levels are out of whack or there's no effects. It's sounding dry or, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, most of the time, um, like, I get mixes now. I'm getting mixes from people from all over the world. Um, they, they send it to me, and a lot of the clients are recording in their bedrooms or stuff like that. So right. um, that's another uh, uh, thing that I got a, a hurdle to jump over is, the so the varying qualities is that often when I first get a track, I'm not doing so much mixing, but I'm really doing a lot of fixing, right? So I'm, I got to end up fixing so many of the errors that they've done before I can even get to the creative process. Yeah. So that's another hurdle too. So um, yeah, I just you know there, there's a lot that can be done as far as controlling dynamics, rearranging the composition, um, you know, uh, doing some dropouts and stuff, and just getting creative. With the with the musical content, as far as singing, um, obviously you know you can go as far as changing the complete pitch, you know, changing the pitch of every single note manually. They right. got auto melodyne, kind of melodyne, all of these different uh, tools that you use. But yeah, I mean, and, and with the production, sometimes I, if the kick is whack and ain't working, I had to go in and change out every single individual kick drum or oh, swap wow. out every individual wow. snare with a with another sample that I have. Okay. Um, so. Uh, so stuff like that, resynthesizing um, different uh, instruments that might be used um, if they were recorded poorly or, you know, if you used a guitar that was out of tune, um, trying to find a way to fix that uh, uh, in, the, in the mix. Yeah. Wow. OK, so I didn't know. I didn't know it was that that uh, yeah. intricate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I didn't know it was that involved. I thought I, I mean, no disrespect. I mean, I just I just thought it was more of a, you know, you go in, you're making sure that it everything's sounding right, that kind of thing. But if the beat if the beat is off or the beat is trash, that's on that that that's on that beat maker that made that track, you know, like go get it to him so he can fix that ish and bring it back. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what's up. You know, uh, I didn't know it was so uh, involved like that yeah. but that's really good to know you know it's a lot of layers to it and honestly i feel like mixing engineers recording engineers are really the unsung heroes of a yeah. lot of music nowadays especially this electronic music that that calls for all of these different effects and stuff that we hear um is like the, the artists can't produce that stuff on their own right like, but you don't never see the engineer's name it, it, I feel a lot of these records need to say featuring whoever the engineer is because they added that sauce on there that, yeah. that made listen to it so um if, if we strip it down if i strip down your favorite artists down to their raw vocals you know unless you know they're a phenomenal singer like lydia or somebody you know right no big deal <laughs> strip down one of these you know little somebody's records right uh, they're gonna end up embarrassed <laughs> right right and yeah they, they, they're gonna sound all over the place um yeah. but that's good to know man i first off i really appreciate you coming in and telling me this because I that's the that's some stuff I, I've always wanted to know. I mean, uh, and also on top of that, I've been watching your you know, I've recently subscribed to your channel actually since the start of quarantine because I'm starting okay. to learn pro tools for myself because, you know, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a vocalist, too. No big deal. Yeah. But I hear, I hear that you got some pipes. <laughs> what? Say again? What did you I say? Said I heard that you got some pipes on you. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, rumor has it. Rumor has it. <laughs> Uh, but you know, so I've been, I've been doing some, you know, just having some fun learning some things, but I've been watching your videos, specifically watching your videos to learn how to use pro tools because I used to go to a studio all the time, but now because of, you know, Rona, we can't really do 
a whole lot right now. We can't really go into studios and stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's time for me to start learning this ish, cut out the middleman and start learning how to do this properly. Um, And, you know, so that's what I'm in the middle of doing right now is just trying to learn how to do it. And I've been watching your videos like like crazy. So I hey, anytime, man. Thank you for putting out all that content. Like literally all I got to do is type in like such and such question. And I put uh, Wayne dot wave. And there it is. And I'm like, damn, there's the you just answered my question. Fans, I don't even need to Google nothing. I just look it up on you. You know yeah, man. It's I mean, dope. when the whole uh, when the whole Rona hit, I knew that stuff was going to be different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I immediately before the even lockdown hit, I had video series coming up uh, talking about, you know, how to build your quarantine studio, um, how to make a home studio, you know, the, and the right. makeshift booth right. and all of that, um, because you, you got to stay ahead. Like even that's part of a big way reason why I got into uh, teaching at all is because I saw the trend changing. I saw how. People were leaving the, even the larger studios. I'm working in New York City. Some of the biggest studios that, that cut some of the biggest records in the world were closing down uh, because people were just finding ways to record at home and record in smaller studios. So yeah. I, yeah. my whole thing is I'm going with the wave. I'm going to ride the wave. I ain't going to try to fight that thing. So um, once yeah. people yeah. Uh, start going to their home studios, I'm like, hey, I started teaching classes in New York on how to record in your home studio. And it wasn't on um, YouTube yet. Uh, but it was just me getting together in a studio with like 10 students and teaching them what I know so that they can take this back and, and apply it on their home systems. And, and and then that just evolved into teaching at the college and, and then teaching on YouTube. So, yeah. and, and so everything, like with everything, if you want to be successful, you got to definitely kind of notice where the trends are going and be able to adapt to that and, and provide people what they need. Exactly. Exactly. That's the uh, so true. I couldn't agree more. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in my my office, you know, yes. kind of it's thing. Thank you, man. <laughs> the lighting going on back yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Got, I got I got to do something. Got old microphone, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, I had to do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I had to go with the time. You know, I had to change it up. And you know, obviously, I wasn't going to be able to be in a station, uh, you know, in a studio doing what I do. I had to create my own studio. So it's, uh, but it's right. been, a, it's turned into a blessing. You know, I've been able to do stuff like this with you, like for example, skyping in with you, skyping people in Italy, Toronto, France, uh, California, New York, you know, Detroit. I mean, wherever they are, I can do that now. So it's been a blessing at the end of it all, too. You know what I mean? But uh, how's your home? been going man I, I know we used to i used to see you over at the gym uh, we used to be up in there at 5 a.m man just putting in work <laughs> man uh so i've been doing a lot of real quick i've been doing a lot of home workouts uh yeah. but it's lately i've been losing the motivation because it's hard to when you want to make personal gains or you want to do uh personal records and you know you want to hit your pr and you want to get your one rep mass max and all that stuff you can't really do that when you only got 30 pound dumbbells you know what i'm saying so sometimes it's hard to stay motivated you you hitting on 200 joints yeah right? like man i'm done. you know what i'm saying like i'm used to throwing some weight around bruh and i can't do that right now so it's been really tough to um to stay motivated sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I'm still doing a whole lot, you know, just trying to stay, I'm just trying to stay, uh, maintained. You feel me? Just yeah. trying to stay maintained, you know, summer, summer is still here, man. Summer's still coming. So we can't lack up. We Hell can't. yeah. You, you, it's you, hard for me to stay motivated too, man. I, I probably hit the, the basement gym like twice a week, max. Like, right. That, you know, that, and that's about it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm on the same page. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm usually I at least do my push ups every every morning, that kind of thing, you know, just to keep the blood flowing. But, yeah, it's been, you know, in the very beginning, I was with it, man. I was sweating my balls off every day, putting in the work, you know, just just crazy <laughs> circuits. And then now it's like ah, donuts. <laughs> eh. Donuts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Donuts. But I, I did the push-ups. I still deserve this donut, though. I do deserve this donut. Yeah, I deserve this donut. You know what I'm saying? That's what's been going on. But like I said, I'm looking forward to when the, the gyms actually kind of open up sort of 
um, here in the near future. And we'll, you know, I'll be back into it. You know what I mean? 5 a.m. Just putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? That's it, man. Man, do it. Wayne, thank you so much for coming on to the no show. Problem. Please let everybody know where they can go and follow you real quick. Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Wayne.Wave. That's Wayne.W-A-V. No E on the end. Wayne.W-A-V, like the audio file, because I'm an audio file. If you get that, then you should probably follow me. And if not, then follow me anyway so I can teach you about this whole lifestyle. Facts. <laughs> I love that. I love that, man. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. It really, really means a lot, bro. We got to go into a quick commercial break. Be sure to check out Wavy Wayne. That's his YouTube channel's Wayne.Wave. YouTube.com forward slash Wayne.Wave. So check it out. W-A-V, not like the wave. All right. The audio file. Anyway, we got to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate no everything. Yeah. I appreciate having you. Yeah, anytime, man. Uh, and if you don't mind, tell people, you know, you were on and have them come and check this out. And if, if I'll, I'll do the same, if you know, if you could tell them to come subscribe, <laughs> no, no big deal. Sure. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Vice versa. Real talk. Word up, man. I'll, I'll share and uh, post this up soon. So yeah, I get done. Appreciate gonna, it, man. It's gonna, the video going to be um, on, on your page on YouTube, right? Yes. After even. Yeah. YouTube. Right. Um, and then I will be putting up the actual full interview after the show okay. is over. So, um, like in a couple hours, but of course, you know, if you just want people to go and check it out now for whatever, they can check it out. You know what I mean? All right. Now, tell people to subscribe. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Peace. Peace. got like three more minutes. Yo, yo. that monster energy drink yeah <laughs>
addicted to good fries. We just spend the next half an hour watching you eat chips. <laughs> that would be everything to me. Oh, I, I forgot you guys were there. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, hi, guys. What am I eating, you ask? Uh, can people call in? Should I put the number up? Mm-hmm. Six seconds. All right. Welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And, of course, like I always say, if this is your first time checking out our show, please go hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and all that good stuff. Anyway, we got the fellas back in the house. What's up, mangs? Hey. What's good? Uh, big <clears throat> shout out, big huge shout out to my brother Wavy Wayne for coming onto the show. That really meant a lot. He's got a huge YouTube channel. You guys have got to go check it out. Seventy five thousand subscribers plus and growing. The guy is uh, super talented and he's super informative. If you're looking to get into those uh, into producing or engineering music from home or in your own personal studio. If you're just trying to get your your music game, your producing game back up and tight and all that, you definitely need to go check out Wavy Wayne or his channel is wayne.wave without the e. So, definitely go check that out. But anyway, you know, we got to we got to do the little you know, why not? We're going to do the thing. It's a, it's a little time for it's time for a little pop quiz hot shot. You know, so uh, we have the number right here. 314-766-4581. Give us a call. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Give us a call for a chance to win anything. All right. Call in for a chance to win some really cool stuff. Like I said, today is Trivia Tuesday. It's Cinco de Mayo. Why not have some a little bit of fun and get people to, you know, Tune in, check this stuff out, and see if you can win some swag. All right? Anyway, but we'll, we'll continue on. You know, we're going to wait. We'll still go into this thing. We'll go into our, some of our news combo uh, while we, uh, you know, hopefully have somebody who is brave enough to call in and see if they are smart enough to win something very cool. Could be cash. Could be toilet paper. Could be anything I want it to be. Anyway, let's get it. What's going on today? What's going on in the world of news today, guys? Well, we've got uh, everything seems to be kind of opening up right now with, uh, you know, outside of St. Louis, St. Louis County, major areas. It seems like a lot of places are opening back up, but that has caused uh, some researchers to readjust their models for the number of Americans that will die as a result of coronavirus. Wow. So a newly revised coronavirus mortality model predicts nearly 135,000 Americans will die of COVID-19 by August. This is nearly double their last estimate, and they chalk that up to the fact that we're opening things up again now. Wow. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know, if, uh, if you keep the economy closed, then, you know, businesses are going to suffer. If you open it back up again, that mortality rate apparently is going to go higher, according to these researchers. So, um, What's you know, this, this uh, current death toll. Let's see. What is that right now? Because that's kind of telling is, you know, if we're already halfway there, we're three fourths of the way there. That's one thing. But if we're only like, you know, one fiftieth of the way there. There's still going to be a lot of new people that are going to be passing away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Total number in the United States that have passed so far is 70,401. So 120,000 more people? 
Uh, let's see. What? Oh my god. Oh no, it's a hundred and. One hundred thirty-five thousand. Uh, yeah. Expected. So almost what sixty-five thousand more deaths are going to come. Almost, it's going to double from what it's been so far. Wow. Yeah. That that's what they're saying is, uh, and and this is uh, this this comes from uh, University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Hmm. Um. So. Yeah, it's 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 a tough situation, you know. Man, the thing that makes the thing that I wonder is there has to be a number, there has to be a number that they know, that they're that they're saying, okay, this is what a life is worth. Like I feel like there, ha- you know, in these conversations they have about reopening the economy, and you know what makes sense economically mm-hmm. and. What makes sense health wise? There has to be a number that they're putting on human life. Is that this is how much it's worth? I would love to know what that number is. Shoot, me too. I'll just say that me too. I, 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 I and obviously we've already discussed this on so many different levels already on the show. So many different ways. Talked about it. Joked about it. Was angry about it fought about it discussed it you know what i'm saying we we said it so many different ways about the whole idea of them actually opening up the doors opening up the country opening up states and all that but then you also got to see that people are people are not looking at the fact that if we open up our our doors if we open up our states that people are going to be that there will be another wave i'm telling you real talk I'm not even sitting there going, is there going to be? There will be. I don't care what people think. If they think I'm if they think I'm wrong, fine. Go ahead and think I'm wrong, but I really do think that there will be a second wave. Why? Because I love my people, you know? I love my country. I love I love our American people, even the stupid ones. But I really do think that everybody and their mama it's going to get really stupid. We will automatically not. It's not like we're going to automatically go. Okay, let's let's ease back into it. Even though the, the even though the states are open, we're just going to ease back into it, nice and slow. Hell no! Everybody in the mom is going to go exactly back to the way things were. There's not going to be any precautions of that at all whatsoever. And I'm not talking about restaurants and and and. <clears throat> Grocery stores and all that. They've already been doing said things about using their precautions. I'm talking about the regular average American. We are just going to go back to live concerts, back to having parties, back to just the normal thing. Like because Americans don't fully think sometimes. Like there's some mentality that American has that Europeans don't have and vice versa. And I just feel that because America is so stubborn, we are so stubborn, we're so thick-headed, that as soon as they go, yep, everybody can do, but please be cautious, people are going to be flooding everything. It's just going to be like, I just want to be free. I just want to be around people. I want to exercise my rights. And it's like, but but then, next thing you know, oh, there's a 50%, 40% increase of people getting infected again. You see what I'm saying? They're not going to sit there and go, oh, let's ease into it. And that's what I'm so frustrated and and I'm scared about. Tom? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's this rush to open everything back up again. You know, it's, it's driven by money, not by people's health. This is driven by people saying we need people to get paid, which I get. I mean, the economy needs, you know, we need to do something with the economy. That said, if you're putting people's life at risk, and you've got people like this clown shoe over in Ohio, he's a Ohio State lawmaker. What's his name here? Uh, Nino Vitali. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. This guy came out yesterday. He said uh, that we shouldn't have to wear masks because we're created in the image of God, and our faces shouldn't be covered up because it's. His exact quote is. Um, you know, when we think about the image and likeness of God, we're created in the image and likeness of God. When we think of image, do we think of a chest 
or our legs or our arms. We think of a face. That's the image of God right there. I want to see it in my brothers and sisters. I mean, that's what we're dealing with, the kind of anti-science, anti-logic. And you're right. That I don't think, I mean, I'm sure it does exist in Europe, but not like it exists here. Huh. I mean, that's that's a disqualifying statement to say, you know, we should forego science because we're created in the image of God. Therefore, I shouldn't wear a mask. Yeah. That, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jack. What were you going to say? You know, so I was reading this article here that's on NPR that came out last month, and they actually did put a price uh, on a basically what the government came up with on a, around a, what a value of a human life is. And it's <laughs> around $10 million that it's worth to the economy. Um, the cost of death on, a, on average now is around $800,000 and what type of like immediate impact that have a, has on the economy. Um, but a cost of a life over time uh, is worth $10 million. So when they were doing these cost-benefit analysis of the economy versus human life, just like with like developing new seatbelts, you know, how much money are they going to put into it, how many lives are going to save versus the cost it's going to take to implement it, um, and they have a cutoff. Uh, there to say, okay, well, you know, the regulations have gone too far. We need to ease back on it to allow for more freedoms. Um, but $10 million is supposedly what your life is worth. And, um, you know, people that are going to go out there and they want to have their freedoms, they want, they're saying that the government's overstepping their bounds. They, they don't want to wear, wear masks. They don't want to do anything. They just want to say, I'm, I'm fine until they get sick. And then they want right. the money from the government and they want the help from the government. Um, they don't don't need it till they want it, or don't want it till they need it. Yeah, <laughs> don't want it until they need it. Uh, and yeah. and who 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 is that ten million dollars for? I mean, who is that? That's just a value to the economy for work that you do, the impact that you have on spending, um, the value of I guess to insurance companies and uh, everybody else that's out there. It yeah. Sounds like a lot of people are profiting off people because yes. I'm going to tell you this. Most people are never going to see $10 million in their life. So sounds right. like people are out there working for somebody else. Very true. Turning somebody else's nut. James yep. also said on the thing real quick, is we have some com we have a comment or two. James on YouTube just said, I'm letting you know I think food prices will start rising in the next month or two. We must plant our gardens. And here it is. I completely agree with James. Jack was saying this uh, last week, talking about, Oh, we, you know, we've been, we have our own garden in our backyard. We do this, this, and this, and all that. That inspired me because as I was looking on the news, seeing how meat right now is becoming a scarcity. Now they're regulating how much meat you can take from the, from the market. Why? Because they're slowing down the, 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 the manufacturing of meat. Um, because people who actually are working in the, the, the meat, uh, industry are contracting the the virus like literally and they're handling our meat so that meat is now getting you know what i'm saying now that is getting contracted with the coronavirus so on and so forth there's also mm. footage of a pig farm in china if i'm correct where they literally took a herd of pigs it, over it live pigs into a ditch they just herded them into a ditch and lit them on fire alive because the pigs had contracted the coronavirus. So mm. I agree with the whole plant. You, you, we must plant our gardens. I agree. I think we're in that area. We're in that time right now where we might have to be taking care of our own selves in some sort of way or not sitting here saying that. Oh, you know, we're all going to go hungry like, you know, the Alex Jones thing, you know, I'll, I'll eat my neighbor, um, which, by the way, I later on found out that he was saying that in jest. He was saying that as a joke. It was full on a of joke. Course. But at the same time, like when was the when would I ever, ever have his side like ever? But in his defense, which is weird to say in, the, in a sentence ever, is that I later on looked at it and found out that he was just saying that as a joke. Um, but the mm. way he said it and the way that the media put it out and cut out that piece made him sound mother-loving crazy. But anyway, moving on. But you get people like him or anyone sitting there saying like, oh, I'll just look over at my neighbor or you, you see what I'm saying? 
we we might starve. Oh my God, the country's going to starve. I don't think we're going to starve, but I do agree with ja- with ja- with James is saying in regards to the prices of food could go up. Now, what they're doing right now in regards to regulating the amount of meat that is being bought from markets, the reason why they're doing that is because they're in fear. At least this is what the media says. They're, they're in fear of the meat prices going up because of supply and demand. If everyone starts hoarding every piece of ground beef that they see, the price of meat could go straight through the roof. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I can see that and I get why they're regulating meat because you know how it is. America's paranoid. We are paranoid people. As soon as we hear something on the news, we're going toilet paper. I want to poop all day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, meat? Meat! You know what I mean? I need to go get meat! You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's like, what, what? Then all of a sudden, boom. It becomes a scarcity, or you go to Schnooks, or you go to some supermarket, and they're sitting there going, no, 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 you can only take one steak each. One steak per per household now. <laughs> like they were doing with the with the toilet paper. And milk! They were doing that, yeah. the toilet paper and milk, only one gallon a family. What? Are you si- Okay. You know what I'm saying? Only one package of toilet paper a family. What? Anyway, so I, I, I agree with what James is saying here. Um, that's why we, that's why I was inspired to go and start my own little garden of just fruits and vegetables just because. Because I feel like at some point, other things are going to start getting infected or start getting messed with. Now the people who are handling our meat, you know what I mean? We have the meats. Is now, now people are getting the Rona. Like, really? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> me don't like I it mean, either uh it's, it's kind of funny so i mean with the jerky stuff yeah with the jerky stuff they like we reach out to our manufacturing plant just to check and see what timelines are and stuff like that their, their minimum orders have gone up uh they said that their production is is limited um they're you know they're kind of swamped right now with some of their current customers that are like jack's links and stuff like that so I mean, meat's being used, but uh, production runs are going, and uh, it's getting harder to get in with production companies to be able to do smaller runs. So I think a lot of these uh, craft type of businesses, craft beers, craft uh, foods, uh, I think a lot of that's going to have a lot of struggle times ahead because mm. mar- margins are huge for smaller companies. And if the meat prices go up, uh, that's going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to hurt mm. a lot, a lot of people. Unless it's going to be passed along, to the, uh, it's going to be passed along to the consumer eventually. So. Yeah. Um, everyone be be buying ten dollar, you know, bags of chips, and uh, you know, it just—I don't know. There's got to be some innovations, right, to be able to feed the world. Right. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. going to be interesting. Well, to hopefully see. they get. Hopefully they just get that vaccine out soon. Yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully they do. But when they start saying, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, three hundred people in Missouri that that work in the meat industry have contracted the virus." I'm like, ooh, suddenly steak doesn't look so tantalizing anymore. You know, that, that pork steak doesn't look so good no more. Mm. I'm just going to, yeah. What about that veganism thing again that I'd be, uh, be making fun of all the time? Maybe I might be looking into that like a mug. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, you know, my brother said something about uh, you, can, you can make uh, mushrooms taste like steaks. Hmm. Maybe I need to start looking into that right. ish because I ain't about this. I am not about to die because I ate a piece of yeah. steak or a, a, a chicken, piece of chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got better things to do with my life than die because of eating the wrong meat. You know? Well, now, now Wendy's is now not doing. I mean, if you're cooking it, theoretically, it should kill all the bacteria. Right, that's true. Yeah. Theoretically, but think about it. Do you really? You, but you touch your food. But think about it. You're sitting there looking at tainted meat before you before you cook it. No, no, no. It's fine. Once you cook it, it's fine. Th- to me, that's making me want to vomit. 
That does not make me want to go, oh, yeah, you know, that's fine. It's fine. Once you throw it on the grill, you can't mm-hmm. cook it medium rare. You can't cook it medium well. you got to cook that mug well done, period. And I like to eat my meat the way I like to eat my meat. You feel me? 